Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have the spectacular Don Dalby on the show. You guys are going to love this gal. So if you would do me a favor and before we go any further, click that share button from whatever platform you're watching and share this out and let's get 1.7 million people watching this today. Okay. Thank you guys. And we'll see you in a minute. All right, here we go. Let me bring Dawn on. Dawn, how are you? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's Wednesday today, I think, right? It's Wednesday. You know what day it is. (laughs) Mike, 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 Mike. Mike. (laughs) It's Walls Wednesday. (laughs) That's right. So, Dawn, thank you for being here. I'm so grateful to have you here. We met through our mutual friends, Esther and, and Sherry. Well, it was Esther, really. but um, So yes. thank you, Esther, for the introduction. And I see that my buddy, Jose, he is so good at sharing, like, because he understands the laws of the universe. Yes, Jose, thank you. Hashtag squ- shared. Love it. Hashtag sh- shared, yeah. So Don, this show is about helping people have a breakthrough in life through the stories of other people. And I'm sure you have an amazing story. So I want to hear it. So start with telling everybody where you were born and raised. You want that boring information? Ha ha. I mean, it's a, you know, yeah, let's start there. And we have... My buddy Joaquim joining us from hell. Where's hell? Norway? It's in Norway. That's paradise. It's, it's a real place. Yes. I'm yeah. Norwegian. So howdy. No. And, um, of course, because I was born in the Midwest, <laughs> in Wisconsin, where all the Norwegian people are born um, right. and they migrated halfway across the United States, of course. But yeah, born and raised in a little town in the middle of Wisconsin, in the middle of the Midwest, called Holman. So I was, I grew up in a town of 2,000 people. Wow. Huge. Mm-hmm. Just a few years ago. Just a few years ago. I might be in my second half of my life. Let's just say I am. But it was, I was born in the early, early, early 70s. Look, he says that Dalby is a very Norwegian family name. And by the way, my my grandparents' name was actually Simonson. And when they came over, like back in the day, when they came over on the boat, they there was too many Simonsons, so they changed their name to Dalby. So maybe a lot of Norwegians did that. I don't know, but that is wow. my name. That's my maiden name. Um, I am married, but the married name is um, 
is Croatian and it's really hard to pronounce. So I still go with the Dalby. Wow. You're like, I'm not marrying you unless you change your name to my name. Exactly. And you know, that's what they do you now. Have Some of them. That. Yeah. Right. I mean, I it's 2023. I've, I've been married for 27 years as of last Thursday. I married my high school sweetheart. Yeah. We've been together for 36 years. We met in Holman, Wisconsin, this little bitty town in. Oh my um, gosh. In yes. And we still are together after all of these years. So I can wow. still tell. I could change my name legally. <laughs> That's so funny. So, um, well, you'll have to look up hell because it, it does <laughs> from, it really is a place. I mean, I told him one time I said, Joaquin, you can just go to hell. And he's like, I'm, I'm already here. So <laughs> Joaquin, I want to come to hell with you because I really want to get back. I hear it's just stunning. It's it's so beautiful. It's so yes. I've seen the videos. So anyway, we could talk about, you know, yes. geography all day, or we could talk about um, you. Okay. Or us. Yeah. Yes. Well, how about you? Because this okay. is about you. So, so you were born in Wisconsin. You're a cheese head, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not a beer I mean, head. <laughs> I love cheese, but no beer. Wisconsin's yeah. known for its beer too, but mm -mm. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do beer either. Um, so, so what? What was? I mean, that's a tiny town. I grew up in a re like there were eighty kids in my graduating class in high school, mm -hmm. which is probably fifty more than yours. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, what was it like growing up there for you? Um, cold. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the Midwest. The people I'm a big fan of. I think there's yeah. awesome, hardworking, down to earth, salt of the earth people. Um, yeah. but it was just too small for me. I have a lot of energy. Um, I always, no. I remember growing up and always feeling kind of limited in terms of what we could do and have and be. And so, um, I spent my first 18 years there and then I moved up to Minneapolis, which was the next biggest town uh, or city. I You're like, say. it's not cold enough here. Let me yeah, move right? a little further north. But back in my day, it was, you know, because we didn't live like we live today. Like the world was a lot smaller back in our day. So just going yeah. two hours yeah. north was a big deal. So um, moved to Minneapolis and then was like, whoa. People live differently. There's more opportunity. Like, how do people, I remember um, in a little suburb of Minneapolis, actually it wasn't a little suburb, it was a bigger suburb. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, how do people have these big houses? What do they do for a living? Because I just, what I know was that we all just live in this little box and we all have these small homes and this small lifestyle, which is not bad for some people. It just didn't work right. for me. It's not a right or wrong. It just wasn't my my vibe, and I just wanted to experience more. So I moved to Minneapolis when I was eight, about 18, 19 years old and got to experience some more of the bigger city and then realized all of the opportunity that was awaiting for me there. Yeah. So um, did you graduate from high school, I'm assuming? And Of course. Back in high school, oh, my gosh. 
You know what? I I'm telling you, everyone, I was like the most popular kid in high school. And it's because I was such a, like, I called myself a fearful, fearfully driven human being. I didn't love myself enough until I got out external accolades from other people for them to say, oh, Don, look at you. You're, you know, your prom, your homecoming queen, your, you know, band majorette, your, uh, I was, I did, um, I, what was it? State champion in track two years in a row. Like I had to be the best at everything I was in. And when you're back in the seventies and there wasn't like, we didn't go deep and narrow with one sport, you got to experience everything. So I had to be the best at everything because it filled me up. So, um, and I'm competitively nat naturally, but, um, I did have to get that external validation from other people to love myself. Cause I had low self-esteem. Why no do you suppose you had that? Um, I think we model our parents' behaviors. And I think I was just modeling my mother, um, my mother's behavior. And that's all I knew. Right. And so right. I think, I think some of it's modeling. I think some of it's genetic. Um, I think, you know, anxiety and fear, anxiety runs in the family. I think fear runs in every single family, but I, I just think I was modeling my mother's behavior and didn't know anything else. Right. Right. Robert, self-esteem is a popular club. It is. It is a popular club. And I'm <laughs> on this planet now to change that. Right. So, and me too. And so, um, so you, you had low self-esteem. That's a little bit surprising to me. Um, so because I've been there, like I bought the t-shirt, I actually probably sold the t-shirts, but, um, like, when you were, um, because here's the thing, I believe that 99 plus percent of everything we do as adults stems from someone or something, an event, something in our childhood pushes us in the direction that we become as adults. I truly believe that. So I, I, I like to kind of just look at like what was going on, what, 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 I mean, why so much drive to be the best in everything? Yeah. And again, I have analyzed this until I have <laughs> green. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I think it's a whole combination of things. I do think, you know, it's, it's, you know, our brains are, are formed in the early ages of, you know, in our informative years. So yeah. they say what we believe about ourselves is typically formed by the time we're age six or a lot of right. it is. So I think it's somewhat of the brain development. I think it's modeling the behaviors of our parents, which that's the only role models we have when we're young. Um, I also believe it's genetic. Um and I think when you, and it's also personality. Like, so when you take personality, genetics, how our brains are developed, um, the environment that we're in, and you take those four things and you swirl them up in a big pot of soup, you're going to get, like, you're going to get pain. You're going to get yeah. challenges. You're going to get all of the negative things yeah. in life. And, and because of the way our brains are formed, then we take that, 
with us into adulthood if we don't like deal with it and become self-aware and um and really go through that personal development so i think it's a whole cocktail um and we can talk about that too because that's another reason when when um we can talk about cocktails um my mother was an alcoholic and you know because of all of her things right and so that's how she dealt with her pain i dealt with my pain a little bit differently i don't deal with it through cocktails um, I deal with it through growing in the personal development and pushing through that anxiety and fear. But I do think sure. to answer your question, it comes down to this whole, you know, cocktail or the soup mix of all it's complex. Right. And then we take yeah. that with us in adulthood and then it be, yeah. our pain becomes passion. Amen. I agree. Eric? Okay. Eric, your parents didn't ruin you. So let, can, can I take a minute here? Eric, <laughs> Eric your most our, our parents have good intentions, just like me as a parent, um, you as a parent can like we all have the best intentions for the yep. most part. Yes. Um, we do our best. However, I do believe that um, we all carry pain from our childhood, but we it's our responsibility to not become the victim and Eric, you could have been kidding, right? You're just because you put LOL on there, but he's but not wanna, kidding. He's whatever. He probably is kidding, but I think I'm glad you brought this up, Eric, because it's so important for us to understand that we all have stuff from childhood, but it's our responsibility as adults to not become that victim of it and to fix it and know that we are a product of how we think and how we react, react to life circumstances. I agree. Um, <laughs> Joe Ingram, my, my, actually my parents. <laughs> yes, Joe. So, yes, Joe. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, um, and Joe's friends with um, Sherry and Esther as well. Um, oh. So there, there was obviously something that, that made you, and I get it. I can totally relate to it. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic home. I, however, took the alcoholic route and became one. Um, just thought, why not? And, um, actually I didn't really think about it. Um, but I'm now recovered 21 years almost. So, um, yes, right. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So, um, Talk and I get the I get the self esteem I get the um, the the you know working on yourself and and you know I I remember reading Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins and all of that back in the you know late eighties probably yeah. and the shift I I started feeling back then, like, Oh my God, there's hope for me. <laughs> Do, can you relate to that? Like I, 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 cause I, I walked out of high school in 12th grade and never went back. Right. And, and I remember, I remember feeling so insecure, even when I was making millions of dollars a year in my late twenties, I was like, I still felt like the lowest piece of crap on earth inside mm -hmm. And, and I remember hearing Brian Tracy say that he didn't graduate high school. And I was like, 
Brian Tracy didn't graduate high school, I, then, you know, maybe there's hope for me. I can remember just a little smidgen of hope, but talk about when you, when you, um, got out of high school, did you go to college? Yes, I went, well, I went to college for a couple of years. Oh, hold on. That Prince went to college too. Come here, Prince. You want to go to college? Come here. Come here. Come here. Come oh here. my God. Are here and of course um the dogs are barking so come here it's come here, okay friends. it's so, fine we we all have dogs we all have dogs and i have look at yeah. this one this is grandpa milo he's he's <laughs> quiet on my lap and then i got this little yorkie that's ready to like get everybody and he's four pounds um, so, so yes i went to college in um for a couple of years studying to be a mu music educator and if i because i didn't know myself i had no direction i had no clue on what I wanted to do with my life. And if I would have been, if I would have graduated and went into music education, those poor kids, cause I would have been a horrible <laughs> music educator, horrible. So I went right. to college for two years. I dropped out and I remember <laughs> like, if I was going to drop out from college, man, I got to do something really good. So you're going to laugh, but I went and performed singing and dancing on a cruise ship. And I did that for about three different cruise ships because wow. I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life and I need to do something. So I went and did that before I went back to school and got my college degree. But, but wait, hold on. Like, where was your <laughs> husband? Where was well, your okay. husband slash boyfriend that you've known since you were born or whatever? Like, where yeah. was he? Did y'all break he up? For like a day we broke up, but not really because I went on the cruise. So he went to college with me and then I went on the cruise ship and six months later, he, six months later, while I was singing and dancing on a cruise ship, one of the guys in our show quit. So I called the producer and said, Hey, can you hire my husband? He'd be a perfect fit or my boyfriend and he'd be a perfect fit. And um, they brought him on like, cause he's, he's actually more talented than I am from a, um, singing wow. per perspective. And so he came on the cruise ships with me and we did them together then. Oh my God. Wow. I know. Crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. Did, where was your, didn't don't, I mean, did you have like an address, like a permanent address anywhere or. Yeah. It was one, two, three, four, five Bahama Lane. I don't know. Like you're in the middle of the ocean. You don't have an address. No, like you didn't have. Like, what if somebody wants to mail you a birthday card? They back in the day, um, to to even connect on a phone call on a cruise ship, it would cost fourteen dollars for one minute. Yeah, I, I know. $14 a minute. And it's, it's so funny because that we're talking about this because my husband right now and my oldest daughter, they're on a Disney cruise as we speak. And oh we, I was talking to them on their cell phone, on the cell phone the other day. I was like, you, it's clear you're in the middle of the Bahamas. Like I can yeah. hear everything. And it's not costing us anything different, like anything more for doing that call. Like I just thought it's crazy? just where we've come. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. We've so come no, a long way. No address barely could call and talk to people. And it was just the back in the, you know, back in the, when was that? Wow. The early nineties, it was the early nineties and um, you just, wow. you don't get presents. Yeah. No. Wow. That's and, crazy. Yeah. So, so you did that. How long did you do that? 
you said, did you say a few years? Yeah, I did it for um, a couple. We did three different shifts. So on and off, probably a year and a half ish, two years oh. maybe. And then I went back to school in Minneapolis and graduated with a college degree just to, just so I could say I got a degree. I hated school. I hated it. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so, so you, you, what was your, what'd you get a degree in? Dancing I, uh, and singing? And no, um, <laughs> I knew that was me into the lifestyle I wanted. So, um, I got a degree. I actually was able to create my own degree. You can do that at the university of Minnesota. So I got, it was called a bachelor's of individual studies and it was finance management and theater. And, and again, wow. I just got a degree to check the box. So I was just like, I'm just going to make my own up and get a degree in these three areas. So literally that's what I did. It real back though. I, I suspect we're not too far apart in age. Um, back then it was like every, everybody went to college. Like it was like you had to almost, I mean, right. I didn't, but, but you know, I'm, I'm a lot different in that, that way. So, um, yeah, yeah I was and a bit of a rebel. Well, but remember, I mean, it all, it, it was all because our parents, like my parents didn't go to college. So that's why they were pushing us to go to college, yeah. right? They wanted something better for us. And I understand yeah. that. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's just, it was the time. Look, <laughs> Eric said, I made my own degree up. Also. Eric, what is your degree? What is his degree in? He made it up. Let's hear the next comment, Eric. He does not have a degree. No, that's what he I'm might. saying. Yeah, Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you get your degree. You're still in freezing cold. I had a. Del I had a long. I won't go into the whole story, but one one. I was on Delta airlines and they, I won't even go into that either, but I, I, and I had a, a layover in Minneapolis going to Columbus, Ohio from there. And, um, they got in too late and I missed my connection flight. So they're like, we're going to put you up in a hotel and be back here at five 30 in the morning. I said, it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm not coming back here five. Like, get me a different flight. Are you guys crazy? What's wrong with you? And so, so, um, I had to spend the night in Minneapolis and yes, I just said I had to, I came from Vegas where it was like 170,000 degrees to Minneapolis <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning. And it was really not warm there. And I was what not was prepared. I don't remember. I know that it was like 30 degrees outside yeah. and I'm standing out there in shorts and a t-shirt waiting on Uber thinking this is not going to last. I'm going to freeze to death out here. Like it's just going to happen. So it's cold there when it's Freezing. warm everywhere else. Yes. it. That's why I moved. I'm sitting here <laughs> in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now I moved here five years ago. Because I think you go from the extreme cold to the extreme hot, right? You just, you yeah. want what you don't have. So yes, yes I hear you. 
Yes. I concur. So, okay. You get out of college, you have your, your fancy degree. Um, and, and you went out and became a multimillionaire within the first year. Yeah. The first year, I think <laughs> my income was $24,000 as I still right. didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I went into hospitality sales and I was wow. offered a $24,000 job. Um, wow. Mm -hmm. And by the way, like I'm a little bit older at this point, I'm 25, 26 because I quit college and went on the cruise ship. Right. So it's not like, yeah. yeah so a year old just built up my first house. Um, didn't know my head from my tail and was like, okay, you know, the cruise ship was like a hotel. I'm like, well, right. that's all I know. So let's just go, let's, let's get into, I love people. Let's go into sales. I went into hospitality sales earning 20 $4,000 a year. Wow. Yep. That's, that's with a degree. With a degree. Yes. Did you like wake up every morning and go, I'm so glad I have this college degree and I get to make 24,000 a year. <laughs> yeah, right? I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I was just trying to figure it out. Like we didn't have, that's why I'm so passionate about giving, helping people with their, their direction and like all yeah. the struggles, the breakthroughs that I've had to have with direction. I didn't have direction in my life and I had to like, right left to go right and go right to go left and figure and waste time. And just like, you know, all of this thing, all of these things. And, um, yeah. and so I'm super passionate about helping people with their money direction and their life direction. My buddy, Tim story says that all the time. Sometimes you got to go left to get right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. And we still do. I still go left to go right still yeah. today, but, but the journey is a lot shorter and more and more productive. Like we, sure. right. But yeah. it doesn't take, like it did before. So, so you, you were in the hospitality sales industry, I'm assuming for 15, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Cause my <laughs> driven personality just sat back and let it happen. You know, um, I, <laughs> that's so funny. I know. I think it was three years at the most. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. the, oh, that yeah. long. Yes. Because I kept moving up. I didn't like, in hospitality sales, you start making commissions. So I, so I, you know, started at $24,000 in that first year. Um, I was like the highest sales producer. So, you know, I think I ended up making, well, maybe 24,000 plus. Uh, I remember my boss got me a coach purse and took me out to lunch. Um, and then, then I got promoted and went into a base salary of 36,000, but I sold some things. And so I remember like in hospitality, um, what the extra conferences that I sold companies co coming into hospitality, I think I ended up at about 65,000, but it still wasn't cutting it. I was like, you know what? I married my high school sweetheart. He's a musician. <clears throat> I know that if you're not going to be famous musician pay, is pretty much like negative 10,000 because you have to buy all the instruments and all the things. And like, there's not yeah. a lot of money coming in. And I'm like, I have bigger aspirations of how I want to live my life. So I need to figure this out. And then I had a friend, a really dear friend and a neighbor that was in financial services. And I was watching his path and I'm like, wait, you're making 
a hundred grand a year working three days a week. Like sign me up for that. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, so I um, learned more about the financial planning and in personal finance and investing career. And in order to get into that type of industry, they don't really care about how much, you know, at that point, they just want to know that you're, that you are willing to put in the energy and the time um, to get certified and licensed. So at age 30, I started in personal finance, knowing nothing. I didn't even know what a freaking mutual fund was. I didn't know anything. All I knew is that I wanted more money and I wanted more lifestyle and I need to fit, I needed to figure out how to make it work. And that my friend was making a lot of money, not working five days a week. And so I was like, Hmm, tell me more. So then I took the risk and figured it out. So are, are you talking like selling insurance? Um, part of it was selling insurance, but really what it was is a, a comprehensive wealth planner. So what I have done for the last 24 years is help people out with their um, financial plan. So their, their savings, their spending, their protection, insurance, their investments, their taxes, their, um, their estate plan, their retirement plan, anything and everything related to the dollar. So I spent a couple of years just diving in deep and figuring wow. out all of the aspects about financial planning. And at that same, it was hard. It was a hard couple of years because not only do you have to be analytic and, yeah. and naturally figure all that information out, but you also have to be selling yourself too. Like you have to go out and bring on new clients. So you got to yeah. like, got to play with both sides of your brain. And um, do I ever want to go back to that first couple of years? Hell no. But was it worth it? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was worth it. Wow. So at this point, let's see, you, you're you in your early 30s back then, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. somewhere in there? Yes, early 30s. Wow. Okay. Um, see, I'm good with Brand numbers. New career. Brand new career, 30s, yeah. you know, just married, ready to start a family and just making a shift from hospitality to personal financial planning and knew this much about it. Wow. Wow. Well, by the, the looks of your ring, it looks like you've done okay. <laughs> yeah. Why I've done okay? Because I love people and I no- love numbers. That's so awesome. So so talk to me about um, what you see in that industry. Um what are some of the, the, the things that are, that you see that are stopping people from, cause you, you've got, you know, I'm friends with Grant Cardone. He's a buddy of mine. And, and, and then, you know, there's people that love Dave Ramsey and there, there couldn't, and I'm not a huge fan of Dave Ramsey. Um, but like, like, I, I they're two totally different mindsets when it comes to financial stuff, right? What do you see in your opinion, people are doing that are, that are prohibiting them from building wealth? Um, It's twofold. I think first of all is that they, they allow their emotions to lead their decision to not learn more the, the, the emotion of I should be farther ahead than I'm at in my life. 
or I have too much debt or, you know, I'm not making the income I thought I should be making. Right. So all of this emotional baggage we have with our money prevents us to be stuck. And I think that's one thing. And the other part of that is when we're stuck, then we don't take action to learn about what's available to us. You're right. Grant, Dave are on totally two different planets. Right. And there's so much information right now that's like out there for us to learn from people that say they're professional or say that they're experts, which they're not really. And right. so we and um, they might even be experts in their field, right? I mean, obviously, great um, Grant and Dave Ramsey are experts in their field, but they're so polar opposite. Yeah. And so sometimes they there's are. so much information in the middle of that, and it's noise, and we don't know who to follow. We don't know who to believe. We don't know what to do. And because we're, we don't have direction and we're not in our lane. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I would say I follow one of them more than the other, Um but it's, it's about the, because there's so much thrown at us, we don't really know the best path for ourselves. Right. Um, there's multiple paths that work, right? There are multiple right. paths that work, right. but I think we, we, we don't take, you know, so we let the emotion get us stuck <clears throat> and then stuckness doesn't allow us to like take action on knowledge of how to really become wealthy. What do you mean by that? Like expand on that. And which one do you follow more than the other? <laughs> well, I'm, I I think they both have valid points. I'm yeah. not a big Dave Ramsey fan in terms of um, you have to live on nothing and have no debt. Like, I don't uh, believe in that. How? I don't even get, like, if you're handed millions of dollars or something, then it's easy to to, to not be in yeah. debt. <laughs> but, like, I don't get it. I don't know how you build a business with no debt. Like, how do you do that? Like, well, Yeah, I mean, you work for someone else is really what you do. Yes, right. it's, very, it's a very boxed-in thinking. And yeah, yeah. so I personally don't believe in that either as an entrepreneur. Um, I have mortgage debt. I have business debt. Right. I use it to my advantage, right? That's how I'm able to make seven figures a year because that, right. I, because I'm leveraging my money. So yes, I, um, yeah. I don't fall in that camp. And my, also my thought leadership in the financial services industry now is that why are we limiting our twenties and thirties? Like, we can still live and experience today and plan for tomorrow if you're leveraging all of your money, if you're minimizing your taxes, if you're you know, having smart debt, if you're playing the game and you're not wasting your money on credit card debt and you're not wasting your money on bank interest fees and you're not um, wasting your money on like the wrong things, then you're able to literally... Um, still have some fluidity and flexibility with your spending in your earlier years in your twenties and thirties. Um, so I, I do believe in more of like not having that scarcity mindset, but it's more of the abundant type right. of mindset. In fact, I have abundance tattooed. You probably can't see it, but I have an abundance well, tattooed um, on my wrist. Cause it reminds me of that. Yes. Cause it, it reminds me that we can still live and spend and experience, experience life. I mean, that's my thought leadership. It's not just about being on a budget and a scarcity mindset and you got to follow this box. Like, no, you can actually create 
amazing wealth yeah. by thinking outside of the box. You know, I, one of the things Grant says, <clears throat> and I agree with him because I've been, I've been wealthy and I've been homeless, broke, homeless, literally. And, and, and it, look, I, 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 he says you, you, um, what's he say? Um, ah, you don't have a, um, a, uh, what is it? You don't have a spending problem. You have an income problem. Yeah. Something like that. And I'm probably butchering it, but I mean, you know, people don't focus on how to make more money. I think, you know, they get stuck in that. I make, you know, $125,000 a year and we got to make this work, babe. (laughs) Like, no, I want to make $125 million a year. Right. And it's really about, you know, I, I do believe, you know, in, in financial planning, it's this six piece puzzle that we have to solve. We have to solve the, you know, your spending and the savings and the taxes and the, um, you know, your goals. Like when you want to retire, do you even want to retire? Do you want to like work part time? Like you got to like you got to put all of that together. And some of it is spending. Most of the time it is this lack of income because we resist doing the things that we need to do to gain more income. Because of our insecurities, I believe it all comes back to our insecurities. And for me, I was so low on the self-esteem. You like you're like, what? Like even today, you're like, what? Like, I feel really good now because I'm in my early 50s because I figured it out. And I don't really care so much about necessarily what people think, because I know who I am and I know the value I deliver. Right. So I have boundaries in my life now, but, but I didn't figure that out until I was in my mid forties. And if hey, I, by, by the way, my wife is watching, show her your shirt. She'll tell us what it says. Oh, is that Jill? Jill. Yep. So what is, what does my shirt say? It's in French. I don't know. Je ne sais. <laughs> Qua- is that a Q? <laughs> I don't know. so yeah jill jill will know um so go i'm sorry i i just had to i had to interrupt you for that because because you said i'm not in like you're so secure with yourself that you can wear a shirt you have no idea what it even says probably says f you and i don't even know (laughs) the last word my wife says she can't see the um bottom word and it's q u hold on hold on q u o i oh that poor puppy <laughs> q is that a q yes q u o i i got you okay so there we go all right thank you don for sharing your shirt with everybody yes, my pleasure <laughs> yeah. she's yeah. like that was my only purpose today <laughs> So, so, but no, I, I, I love what you're saying because you're right. Once you hit, once you hit 50 and you know, I'll I'll be 55 next month, but I don't know. Something changes. It changed for me. Like I just stopped giving a crap what anybody thought of me. Like if you don't like me, then fine. I don't care. Whatever. Like good luck. And quit trying to be someone else that you're not like, you know, like, like even getting ready today, I was like, 
you know what, should I, uh, I'm going live on Facebook. Should I put on a button? No, you know what? I want to wear a t-shirt that I don't, this is me. Like I want to be comfortable. I want to deliver value. I want to do yeah. it in my way. And if it resonates, great. If it doesn't, oh, well. Right. If this is me, authentic me, and you can take it or leave it. And and so, but I, yep. I believe everyone deserves to live. Yes. Everybody deserves it. Uh. I agree. Bam. I agree. We just had a breakthrough. So, so Don, um, can continue talking about the, the things that are, I mean, you do, I, I it's not called financial planning, is it? Is, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? Okay. So, so I'm the CEO of a, a, a company called Releve, which means to grow. Releve is a dance term, right? So you get the money and the performing. So it means to be on your toes, to grow. Okay. And um, so the, the company's called Releve Financial Group. Releve. How do you spell that? R-E-L-E-V-E. -E. e with a woo. Oh, it's French too. It's a French day. Because like, this is French. Like Releve is a woo on the E. The woo <laughs> thing. I don't know what it's called. The thing. The thing. The the thing, it's just called a thing. Ken, it's the, a thing. It's a thing. I think it's so, actually, there's actually a, a term for it, but well, my yeah, wife I'm will probably mother. put that in. Accent, a you or something, or what's it called? Or a um, the, umla the, or something, maybe like a, I don't know. Anyway. What the heck is that? Who um, cares? It doesn't matter. So okay. the company... The company, we, we manage assets. So we manage portfolios, 401ks, IRAs, investable assets. And we do, we give advice based on their financial plan. And our, our firm does clients taxes too. So we also do their taxes because throughout my sitting in 10,000 client meetings and giving financial advice, I have found that the biggest mover for people's financial success is learning how they can minimize their taxes and what right. can, how do they minimize their taxes from an income and investment perspective? So I have multiple ways and I educate people multiple ways on how to do that because once you're able to minimize that tax bill, you're able to live more freely and do the things that you want to do in life. So the tax thing is super, super important. So yes, we do everything. We do comprehensive planning, investment management, and um, tax management. Wow. My wife just gave a very detailed. Let me see what she says. Technically, Technically it means I know not what, but idiomatically, I don't even know what idiomatically means. I that word, it yeah. means an essence. You can't describe exactly what it is. Oh, so that's me because you can't describe me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jill, first of all, I love you, Jill. And thank you for telling me that it, it wasn't a swear word or it didn't <laughs> say anything inappropriately. I appreciate that. Um, and oh I can't God. wait to meet you face to face. So, um, Jill, Jill's gonna. Our daughter, our third, she'll be thirteen tomorrow. Hello, thirteen <laughs> tomorrow, right? Good luck with I that know. one. We're gonna have 13, 13 year olds at the house too. That'll be fun. Um, but the she's she's a national champion dancer. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that is right. awesome. So I have some too. You what? 
I have a couple of dancers in the house oh, too. That's I, right. We talked about that. However, I'm on the tail end of it. My girl, my my youngest daughter, who's going to be 18 in August, we're going to the um, Las Vegas hotter than hell location um, in two weeks. And it's the last dance competition. And I'm so freaking excited. It's the <laughs> last one. Um, because I'm so like, it takes too much money, time, energy, whatever. And I'm just, I'm ready to check it off be like, we're done. <laughs> Jill. That's, she says you have a special air about you and that shirt describes that oh, essence. Uh, That's well, so awesome. Jill, you have a special, um, air about you too. I bet you're just not live with your husband right now. She okay, does. So nationals. We're going to Radix nationals. Um, we go to next star is next star. Like, Oh, is that in Las Vegas too? Um, next stars ev everywhere. I think I, I, I think, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, we're going to my, my wife bought me a shirt or something that says I'm a dance dad or something. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not wearing that ever. Yeah. Like, well, no, Jill, let me just say one thing is that keep your daughter in dance, even though it's expensive and annoying, but she'll be, she'll be like, she's a teenager tomorrow. Happy birthday to your girl. Um, you're going to want her to deal with some of that teenage years outside of the home too. So keep her <laughs> in dance um, yeah. and let her, you know, dance off some of that hard, hard times that they go through. Yes, and she also she just made her the elite team here in in Dallas, and we just moved to Dallas, and she's yeah. she made she made cheerleading. She's I mean it's just insane. She's she's so talented. Um, oh, so awesome. thank you, thank you. Oh, there's the Barker. This one wants to dance too. He's like, woo! <laughs> Say hi. You want to dance? No, you got to just quit barking. You sit down and be quiet. Okay. So, so listen, you, um, <laughs> you're uh, like my wife and you, she could just come in and interview you. That'd probably yeah, work I, out better. You, Ken, goodbye. Bring yeah, bye. So, so talk about your, um, your book because I, you have Ooh. a book back there behind you. See you. That? Yeah. Here, let me give you full screen so you can show it off. All right, earn your worth, grow your wealth, live well. See, I see what you did there. I see uh -huh. what you did there. So uh -huh. talk about the book and um, why did you write a book? Well, this book uh, is yeah. my third child that I birthed. <laughs> um, this one doesn't dance. <laughs> Thank God, this one doesn't dance. No, this book... Um, just like it says, own your worth, grow your wealth. It's through my 20 plus years of experience in helping people with their money. I realized to, to give people direction and to give them clarity and to really help them have a good relationship with their money. They need to build that internal self-esteem and the external financial security. So internal security and financial security at the same time. And when you do that, you're able to live life that's more fulfilled, happy, content, free, 
all of the things. And it's a really good place to be in. So the book is about teaching a little bit about the technical advice that you need to have a financial plan and you need to understand taxes and you need to understand how to minimize your investment fees so you can have your money work hard for you. But it's also about being in your lane. Like Grant Cardone says, like it's about, it's about owning your worth. Owning your worth is understanding your, your weaknesses, your strengths, your vision, your purpose, your goals, your core values, like understanding all that is you so you can grow your income. It's not just about mm. living off of a minimal income. It's about how do you grow your income and become more than, of who you are designed to be so you can live more freely. And I'm telling you, as my experience as a CFP, I'm a certified financial planner. I'm the CEO of Releve, right? Like I'm in the trenches of personal financial planning. And for you to be successful, for any of us to be successful, you need the worth and the wealth combined. You need to grow both of those. Because if you grow your wealth without the worth, you're a rich a-hole. <laughs> it's true. Oh my God. It's true. And if you grow your worth without having the money, you're a poor, amazing human being. <laughs> and so we don't want to be poor. We don't want to be rich. We want to be wealthy inside and out. It's the best place to be. And that's what the book is about. How much of it is um, focused on mindset? Um, two thirds. Good. I like that. Two thirds. Um, like because, that. you know, uh, again, when I, I'm a numbers person and I'm not a writer, I had my stepmother actually help me um, create this, like, help me like formulate it and flow it better. Because I'm just like, we, we make jokes all the time. It's like, I just vomited on paper, everything that I knew. And she's like, girl, you need some help. So right. I was like, thank God I had her in my life to help me out with this. But um, my version of the book on the technical side, because I've been so technical for 20 years, she's like, Dawn, it's gonna, it's a, you're, this is becoming a textbook and you don't want it to become a textbook. Right. You want to teach people more of the why they need to understand this, not the how they hire you for the how, because right. I'm just gonna, you know, you're gonna put your audience to sleep. So with her direction, we, we decided that, you know, two thirds of the book is really about breaking through, breaking through your worth. Yeah. How do you break through the life's challenges that are, are going to throw you? That's going to not have you live a worthy life because right. we all have, I have challenges every single day in my life. Like literally yesterday I was so crabby. I said the Effenheimer about a million times. I, you know, we, I still have all of the challenges every single day. And it's like, how do we break through those? And so I have to continue to educate myself on my own education. Yeah. To life throws us these poop storms. I know we're live on Facebook, so I don't want to um, swear. <laughs> but, like life throws us these storms and these challenges. Like how do we, how do we get through them to get to our end goal of what we really want out of our life? 
there's my buddy Debbie and Hi. Megan says she's going to get your book. She wants to know what are your secrets? You look amazing at 50. Oh, okay. For, for first of all, Megan, I'm 52 and a half. Um, <laughs> Hold it. We don't, we don't, we don't count half years. That's, we don't count half years. That's when we're um, like 13. I'm going to tell you again, it's all of the things it's living and breathing this. When you live and breathe your internal wealth and your external wealth and you have money to support you, it makes you feel real. It makes you feel really good. Um, print Barker. Come here. Come here. Let's talk about it. Um, I think that's what it is. It's also, you know, and it's also the technical stuff that we need to do as we age too. Let's not like, let's not talk like the technical stuff. You got to drink. Like I drink three or four of these a day. It's water. There's not like vodka in here. It's water. Like I drink water. I eat healthy 90% of the time. Um, you know, I do a little Botox here and there. I get my hair done, whatever. It's um, <laughs> what it is. Oh my God. That's so funny. Holy but it's crap. true. Like, it's true. Like we don't like people want to hide that. No, like literally. In fact, look at this. I'm due for Botox, like my whole forehead. I'm like, I'm, I'm like four months overdue. So I need to, I need to get in there and get it. Just stop that. That's, that's no. Hey, I'm answering <laughs> the guest question. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I feel like we just made a left turn at Albuquerque. So, <laughs> so, um, and yeah. if you're not from the seventies, you won't understand that reference. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, people, I really believe in intermittent fasting. I've been doing that for about, um, I don't know, a year and a half. So I just drink black coffee and water before noon. And then um, I start eating my, my feeding window, like I'm at the zoo. My feeding <laughs> window is from noon to 6 p.m. And then, then I eat, like I can't eat whatever I want, but I try to eat really healthy during that time. And I'm not hungry. Like I'm I literally for the first three months, you're like, you're hungry in the morning, but now I'm not literally hungry at all until noon. And I do believe that really helps because I'm pre-diabetic because of my family history. And I believe it really helps the sugar levels and it, all of the things. So, so your feeding window is, um, I, I'm I, cause I've been curious about the intermittent fasting. Yep. Um, in fact, I thought I'm going to, look into that right after I get done eating this, this subway sub at midnight. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're going to eat yourself. I know you are. Yes. It's, it's, it's the, it's the chocolate chip cookies. Oh, they just, you can so, still have I still have them. You can have a really? chocolate chip. Yes. You just have one, not 16. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Like, I, I, you know, when, when, when I was, I mean, I was always the really skinny kid growing up. Like I, I was too skinny to play football. I, you know, I was, and then like, what happened? Like anyway, so yeah, I, I, I get it. So, um, Debbie says, and taking Bert, Berberine before meals helps too. Oh, thank you. You know what? Um, I don't even know what that, that. 
I remember I've I've seen that before. Um, but hmm. before meal, what is it? What is berberine? I know I'm not saying it wrong. Oh but Lord, you're left-handed. My wife loves you more now. <laughs> She's left-handed. I'm a lefty too. Yes. Yeah. My my oldest daughter is left-handed as well. So so um, where first off, where can people get that book, and how do they follow you, and what's your website? I should have asked you that a while ago, but it's all um, good. No, I'm, I'm a horrible host. You are. Um, <laughs> what is your website address? Wow. Just kidding. Click. <laughs> we just ended the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So the book, I, I'd prefer everyone to purchase the book through the website because there's extra things that I give out, extra freebies. Okay. Um, so the website is just my name. It's Dawn, which you can see here, D-A-W-N, the last name Delby, D-A-H-L-B-Y.com. Um, you can Dalby or Dalby? Doll, like a, a doll. Like if you had a doll Dalby. when you are a kid to hold, like a baby doll, doll. I, I didn't have one of those, but um, so Don, Don Dalby.com is your yep. website. And that's yes. Delta Don. Delta Don. What's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose? I want to meet you here today. That's from the 80s, isn't it? Oh my God. No, that's not definitely not from the 80s. That's the 70s. No, but I, oh, the 70s. Yes. That's definitely, look, Debbie, Debbie said I'm singing. This yeah. like, that's, it's like gone to completely off the rails. Now that's, I, now I just pictured Elf. I'm singing. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, that's so funny. And my gosh, you can sing. So, so what's next for you? I mean, you're, you're, you're running a multi-million dollar business. You're, 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 you're rich in every area of your life. It sounds like, um, you're, you're person. I, I, well, you need to get a little bit more animated, but, um, <laughs> No, you have a really incredible personality. Like, what is um, <laughs> Robert Brooker? Do you know Ken can play sing? <laughs> so, no, we're we're not we're not doing that. But so, what's next for you? My, here's what's next. I've been working really hard on this. It's my goal is to teach the non-millionaires how to become millionaires. My whole first half of my career has been helping people that are millionaires grow their money into multi-millions. And I now want to show people that are in their 30s and 40s, whether they're entrepreneurs or um, executives or small business owners, I wanna show them the power of how their money can work for them when they're making really good decisions. Mm. So I have a goal of helping a million people become millionaires. And I have about, let's see, I'm 52, 62. I have about 15 years to do that. So with your help of sharing my content out 
and yeah. purchasing the book or taking one of my digital courses or if you have investable assets that have if you have a half a million dollars of investable assets and you need trusted fiduciary advice like i'm here to show you how to get there and uh, so is that anywhere in the US? Are you anywhere in the US we can help people? So Releve helps people that have a half a million of in like 401ks, IRAs, like people that have a half a million in their investments already. Then we um what we do is we do their, their financial planning, we manage their assets, we do their taxes, we do all of the things for them. If you have less than a half a million. Then you get to work with me in our digital online platform where I'm going to teach you how to gain the millions into your portfolio. And we're going to solve it. We're going to solve, um, I call, what is your wealth style? W-E-L-L style. What is your wealth style? So you can be in your lane. Not everyone needs to earn a million dollars a year. And that's okay too. But we want you to earn as much money to stay in your lane and to have a financial plan. So you stop worrying about either having enough or you stop worrying about being enough. Like we're going to stop yeah. the fear and the anxiety so you can live life on your own terms and have the right type of money to support exactly how you choose to live. That's my passion. That's why I'm here. And I need your help to help me help millions. Well, we're going to get you on an Amazon live as well. I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to an, I told you, depending on how this went would, would determine whether or not I invite you to Amazon. <laughs> so yes. you've, you've done well. So well, I, um, sing. I, you didn't like it that I sang and that you know, <laughs> I like, loved it. I love Now I have my teenage daughter. I see her be like in front of me. She's like trying to video me. Um, <laughs> What is mom doing with the lights on and the, yeah. <laughs> so look, Debbie, Debbie said she is, she meant one. Um, she corrected herself, but she, she has a very big show called find it. And I'm sure she would love to have you on as a guest on her show. Yeah. Um, Debbie's one of my students, actually. Ooh. I love and Debbie's awesome. She's probably my number one student. She's amazing. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, I'll connect you and Debbie. If you want to be on her show, that I is. love it. I love helping. You, you know what I love to do. So yeah. I, I need to stop talking. <clears throat> I, I have a, I have a question cause I, I spent two and a half hours last night on a live stream with my dear friend and my brother, um, Ramey Albatrawi and Ramey is a billionaire, um, who's been homeless and was a billionaire then homeless, and now is a billionaire on a whole different level again. It's wow. an unbelievable story. But he built his wealth on the principles of think and grow rich. And, um, you know, that's a different – I said to him last night, I said, you know, to go from – millionaire mindset, which he was worth 50 million at 23 years old, you know, to go from a millionaire mindset to billionaire is a huge leap. I mean, that's a, it's, it's totally different. And, and so I, and I know, and I'm pretty sure it sounds like, you know, um, getting from that, that ceiling 
the the law of the lid that John Maxwell talks about, you know, getting from that ceiling of, I remember when I was making $700 a week and I thought I was the man and I probably <laughs> was back then, right? 30 some years ago, but I really did. I thought I am the schnizzle and like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, but, but like when you, when you hit that and you're like, wow, this is unbelievable. I can't believe I make a thousand dollars a week. Oh my God. And, and, and then it's like, well, until you meet somebody that's making a hundred million a year and then you're like, I'm like, I'm not even in that arena. How do you, and I know we're pat over time here a little bit, but how do you get from that mindset? How do you help people break through that mindset? Because it's a mindset. It is. Um, I believe it's twofold. It's about, if you really want to get to that next level, we're talking from seven to eight figures, or whatever your next breakthrough is, it's about giving up the control and knowing that you really need to rely on other people that have opposite skill sets of you, that mm. you have to give up the control and become really, really good at one thing. You need to be really, really good at delivering and executing that one thing and giving up the control over all of the other things and having a kick butt team surrounding you. That's, I believe, how you get to that next level. Um, because so many times as entrepreneurs, we have our hands in too many different things. And we're afraid to hire the right people to get us to that next level. I'm telling you, go into debt to hire your next person because it's an investment, not an expense. That is to me what I have found. If you really want to get to the next level, you, get, you give up the control and you don't necessarily care about everyone's opinions because you can't do it. You, you, the, the, if you want to go to eight figures, you got a mess. It's a mess and you got to let go of the mess and let other people deal with it. I really believe that's the key. Wow. Do you agree? Ken? I Listen, I'm sitting here thinking I invested $20,000 in a program with Grant um, and after a year of being in that program, I was like, you know, the number one takeaway I got from that was to grow, to expand, you have to have a team. You have to have a team. It's, and I could have just had you on the show and saved myself 20 grand. Well, now you owe me 20 grand. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. I love it. So my last question, my last, what's that? Well, I was just going to say the team frees up your time. What, what this comes down to really, if we're, we're really talking about the why it's because your time is more valuable than your money and yep. your time, 
how are you spending your time? Are you spending your time on emails and blah, 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 blah? like, are you spending your time on learning? Like Grant all teaches like well, emails and what emails and emails and, and all like, well, we want to be on social blah, 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 media, blah, blah, blah. but um, and everything like you're spending your time. It's all right. about your time. Yes. Speaking I of concur. let's, let's go. What's your last question? <laughs> Do you have to go? What holds people back from having it all wealth, health, everything. What, what's the number one thing stopping people? Low self-esteem. Thank you. I agree. Don Dalby. You're awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you to everybody who's been on here. Everybody that shared. Thank you for sharing. Don, you rock. Thank you so much. Stay with me. I'm going to end the live stream, but stay with me and I'll be right back. Everybody have an awesome day. Thank you. Make sure you go to dondalby.com. D-A-W-N-D-A-H-L-B-Y.com. Go to her website. Get her book. Get all the extras that come with it, and we will see you all very, very soon. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you.